Hi there, I'm Russ, and welcome to Dapper Dividends. I'm beyond a beginner, far from an expert, and there's a good chance I know something you don't. The following content are my opinions on investing in life and are not financial advice, but shared for your fun and entertainment. Now that's Dapper. Hey, what's up? Dapper Dividends, number six, April 28th, 2020. We're going to start this thing off by giving a round of applause that's me applauding myself to one of my core holdings IBM as they are the newest dividend aristocrat they have just increased their dividend it's only a penny but it counts and it gets them into that 25th straight year of dividend increases so I'm happy why I invest in the quality premium blue chip companies as my core as we just saw with Procter & Gamble and Johnson & Johnson, both raising their dividends as well during this pandemic and this economic collapse. Another core holding of mine, also 3M, they beat earnings. They were expected to earn $2.03 a share, and they came out with a 13 cent beat at $2.16. And one of the key takeaways that I really liked from the earnings call was they, are, they said they are prioritizing organic investments and the dividend. Great news today from both IBM, 3M, two of my core holdings. I love it. I didn't have any buys yesterday. I did have some buys today. Oddly enough, I usually don't sell, but today I had a sale. I sold Target. Uh, if you remember last week, I had bought it $103.66. And today I sold it at $112.16. I was looking to start that position in Target. And there's just more that needed to be done. There's more gaps in my portfolio I wanted to fill in. I wanted to bring Procter & Gamble up a little bit more. So I ended up selling the few shares I bought. I had a gain of $8.50 a share. So I just rolled that into Procter & Gamble. And I looked at that as a $8.50 discount on the tranche of Procter & Gamble that I bought today at $116.99. Procter & Gamble was trading down while most of the market was up today. So I took advantage and bought a couple of uh, shares of Procter & Gamble. I also continue to buy Exxon Mobil. I love it that they're integrated. And last week, I forgot to tell you guys that Exxon Mobil is also the largest producer of natural gas in the United States. Not many people know that. And this is what I mean about sticking with the stalwarts, sticking with the large integrated oil companies like ExxonMobil, like Chevron, like Marathon Petroleum. I, the only one of those, full disclosure, that I do own is ExxonMobil. This morning I came across the news article that Simon Property Group is also going to be opening up 49 malls across the U.S., starting on Friday and going through Monday. So their shares were up 15%. And uh, I'm proud to say I was part of that that helped push those shares up. I got another tranche at $62.73 because Simon Property Group is astoundingly and somewhat embarrassingly, well, not embarrassingly because given the current state of things, uh, well below my average. And then just because it was there and, and cheap enough, I also bought... Uh, another tranche of realty income, ticker symbol O, at $53.48. 
And then a fun little trading nugget that sometimes I get that itch to trade. I picked up a share of TVIX. TVIX is the two times leveraged volatility index of the VIX. And if you don't know, when the market goes down, that goes up, market goes up, TVIX goes down. Very volatile, very risky, something that you don't want to hold long term. So I bought it at $190 with a two to one ratio. I had a target of $210 for a $20 gain and I had a stop loss of $180 for a $10 loss. So that's the two to one ratio. I would have gained 20 and I would have lost 10. So as it was moving up and starting to go up toward 200, I went to set my stop loss at $180 and said, uh, instead I clicked on limit instead of stop limit and it executed and sold at $196.26. So I did make $6.26 and then it just started taking off from there and went all the way up to, I believe, 213 and some change. So I would have hit my target, would have been quick, easy money. And when I get in a situation like that, I try not to be emotional and I really did want to chase it, but I cooler heads prevailed and I held on to my small little uh, gain per share. And while I was on Market Watch, I came across an article about social security getting darker. And this has been something I've been pretty passionate about. I've been saying that I don't believe Social Security will be there for me when I retire. I am 42 years old. Just turned 42 years old, by the way, uh, eight days ago. So uh, happy belated birthday to me. But anyways, I don't think it will be there. And just some key points from the article and some key numbers to reinforce that just to get you thinking. There were 4.4 million unemployment claims filed this week which brings us to 26.4 million in five weeks, which is staggering in a five-week period. There's 165 million people in the labor force in the United States, and that means one-sixth of the labor force is not working right now. That means that there's 26.4 million fewer people paying into Social Security, and their employers are not paying those payroll taxes as well, which is how... Social Security is financed from our taxes. There's one in five Americans currently receiving Social Security benefits, which brings us to the crux of the article that Social Security is now paying more than it's taking in even faster, which they've estimated that they'll be out of funding and they'll be out of the trust fund in 15 years time, 2035, that's right around the corner. And they estimate that they'll have only enough to pay out 76%. So that would mean everybody who's gonna be receiving social security in the year 2035 will have to plan on receiving 24% less unless the government is gonna make some painful decisions like cutting benefits or raising taxes. And just one thing I wanna read from the article, that the trustees even declined to make an estimate of what the future looks like. They said, the projections and analysis in these reports do not reflect the potential effects of the COVID-19 pandemic on the Social Security and Medicare programs. Given the uncertainty associated with these impacts, the trustees believe that it is not possible to adjust their estimates accurately at this time. That's crazy to me that they are not even gonna go and give an estimate. It shows you how bad and how bleak things are with Social Security and the Social Security Insurance Program. It needs to go away, in my opinion. 
it was created at a time when there weren't 401ks and IRAs and YouTube explaining how to save and people didn't know any better. And on top of it, the average lifespan was just right around the age that you start receiving social security at 65. And I think instead of raising taxes and cutting benefits, one or the other or both, uh, I think that the solution would be that, and this is something I've talked with, with family about and some of them disagree. I think the best way out of the social security morass is to let everybody who is currently receiving social security, they just receive it until they pass on. People like my children who have not yet worked and have not yet contributed to social, secur- to social security, they keep their money, they decide if they wanna opt in, make it completely optional, And then those of us, like myself, who are working and have paid in, we receive tax credits back every year until we've received the amount that we put in, and then we're back square and even with the federal government. I think that's a perfect, beautiful way to sunset it. I think it's painless. I think it's bloodless. That's my opinion. I think that's what needs to happen in order to end up sunsetting Social Security. Which brings us right back to dividends, and you must have a plan in place. If you are solely relying on social security if anything at best it's supplemental it should just pay for a few bills it's not supposed to fund your entire retirement but with that being said i love the dividends i love my dividend growth stocks so this was a little bit longer of an episode and instead of a bunch of filler and fluff and talk i'd like to get right to the meat of it i like to get right to what i have to say since this is an outlet my wife did tell me to record this podcast since she gets tired of me talking to her about dividends all the time so that's what we are doing here i hope you like it i hope you'll rate and review i hope you'll be back and that's all i've got for tonight i'll see you on friday